Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. I'll be your host tonight, Will Pinter, and I'm joined tonight by Adam Tudor. Hello there. And Bob. Hello there. So we've got quite a bit to talk about. Um, what we're going to talk about actually is uh, what's been going on in tournaments and other around other places of the globe. But what we're going to talk about first is the tournament that took part at Element Games this weekend, which was the Sift Taker monthly tournament. It just so happens that two of our cast members that are with us are the two finalists. So I'm going to talk to Adam first about what you brought. And without giving it away, Adam, what what was your list and uh, how did you get on? (laughs) Okay, so um, I was flying... Uh, Imperials again, back to the old Imperials. It was first and foremost Rex Labrath Defender with a Duke and Fire Control System. Defenders are the closest thing to old school token stacking and they're great. Turns out 4Ks are in fact the best move and always the best move. It was also a new squadron gunboat with uh, Proton Torps, Torpedo Title, Fire Control System and Advanced Slam. And then the secret source was Lieutenant Sai Shuttle with the title and Emperor Palpatine crew. And okay. the sorry, the uh, shuttle did a lot of work. A lot, a lot of work. Turns out Palpatine still pretty good. Not as good as he was, but he's also now 11 points rather than what could have been 16, 17 points. What's his ability now, Adam? Uh, so the Emperor adds a force to the ship that he is on and any ship in your list can spend that for its usual effect of changing one eyeball so it's definitely a lot less effective than changing a whole dice result but it's great for just kind of hovering there if you get shot at the defender for example and you roll one eyeball you think i don't really want to spend this evade token uh, or this focus token sorry uh, oh actually i'll just spend this palpatine force and now i've still got my fully modded attack yeah, nice. And that's good. Well, and um, you obviously did well throughout the day, and you met Bob in the final. Bob, what what were you taking? I took Drea and three Skurgs. Very standard loadout: the hull upgrade and dorsal turret on Drea, and dorsals and veteran turret gunners on all of the Skurgs. And it was a it was a really Fun list. I'd, I'd tried it before at the, the monthly tournament last month, not flown it since. And I was sort of thinking, what, what do I want to take to the open? I want to take something that's that's reasonably straightforward to fly and also quite effective. Because if I'm heading to the open, I'd, I'd like to be able to feel I can just be fairly chilled out and uh, allow the list to, to fly itself. And it actually did a really good job of, of doing exactly that. I took on a real variety of lists. There were, there were B-wings, there was a sort of resistance fives but not quite there was whisper and Suntier fell invader and there was uh, adam with his with his imperial so there was a real real strong variety of stuff that i flew against and i never dropped more than 75 points which for me is is remarkable because usually i'm uh, somebody who can can get the wins but only just and the the three skurgs were more interesting to fly than i thought they were going to be all right. So with that, obviously you said you not uh, dropped more than seventy-five points. Kind of a giveaway uh, that you won the <laughs> final. 
Um, so how did the final go for you both? Uh, Adam, how, how did you feel the final went? So obviously disappointed to lose it, um, but for a list that I think is probably going to be in a couple of places, um, I think I did okay, and it was really good to practice against it. Definitely took away some um, uh, points from it, things like I kind of accidentally allowed Bob to put the rocks down the middle, which meant that they weren't you know, clustered or anything, but it just meant that I couldn't really turn as well as I would have liked, and it meant that Sai had to fly off. And as I said when I introduced my list, Sai did a lot of the work, um, giving Rexler a focus, giving herself a focus, um, and then a free target lock is pretty lethal because usually, obviously, the shuttle doesn't do a lot. It kind of is just there for whatever it's brought with it. But a focus target lock attack with three dice out the front and even the two dice out the back really does a lot of work. Uh, but I didn't get that in Bob's game. And then beyond that, man, do those <laughs> skirks take a lot to kill them. And you think, okay, right, well, just shoot Dreya. And I kind of, what well, I, I was quite proud of the move, got the new around the back, threw a torpedo into Dreya, did a couple of damage, whatever. But then it's like, actually... I don't really want to dive in on this Dreyer because those Skurgs are pretty mean and you're going to get at least one round of the ability and potentially just kill me then and there. So I had to kind of kite around and Rexler does not like dying and he's quite good at not doing it. But in the end, time was against me and I had to kind of go for it and uh, didn't make it, unfortunately. Yeah, the final looked pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And if you, if you want to have a look at it, it's up there on Spuggun underscore Sniper on Twitch. Uh, you can check the final out. And and it was a fun game. I really enjoyed it. I've, I've flown against Rexler in a couple of games over the last week or two. And what I've realised is there's just no point shooting her. There's just no point shooting Rexler. Because with seven health, you have got to have a lot of very kind dice and kind blocks and Rexler doing crazy stuff to get anywhere near scratching it. And it's a huge point sink. So what you need to do, I think, is, is to just focus on the rest of the list. And, and that was very much my MO in that game. I was looking to take out the missile boat early on because that could really hurt the Skurgs putting out so much damage. And then, then to look at the the shuttle because if I was ever going to get the defender, I would need to take out Palpatine before I started on him, just like old school pal paces. And as it as it worked out, I think Adam's exactly right. I think the rock placement was what won it for me because the rocks meant that the shuttle had to go all the way around the outside and couldn't turn into the fight, and that gave me round after round where the shuttle was just taking fire in the flank. And as a game, really enjoyed it, learned a lot from it. Obviously, very pleasant playing against uh, a teammate and fellow podcaster. So that was, yeah, that was nice. That'd and nice. yeah, um, oh, it was well, a great day. Really fun, re- really fun event. Enjoyed it. Well done for the win, Bombard. Commiserations, Adam. So we've had another event, obviously, in the UK. Our mate, uh, Mishery, um, won that event with his Resistance Fives, I do believe. Pure Fives, looking at what he was actually flying. Uh, he's got Elo Asti, Nyen Num, Tally and Lulo. Uh, so two A-wings, two, T- two T-70s, and they're all flying at PS5. They've all got cool abilities. Not an easy list to do well with, I think, because you, you have the potential to give up points so easily. Either the A-wings can just explode or you've got the X-wings that don't have as much defence as you would like. So he's obviously done some flying, but that's that's no surprise from a pilot like Mishri. Yeah, I've seen he was flying like 
against Fenn, Serok, Lando and the escape craft in the final. It was uh, not nice to see some more scum in the finals again. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, down south, that's like the third uh, hyperspace event on consecutive weekends where Fenn has made it to the final. Yeah. Mm. And he's obviously well, got some real meta legs. Yeah, he's a good, good, good pilot. You know what I mean? He's he should be up there. Anything scum should be up there in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> there, that was down south, across the ocean in the US. We seen a 251 person event in the US, uh, won by four sigmas um, from Tyler Tippett. Um, so it's four sigmas, uh, three with Duke, one with Crackshot. How would you feel about that list, Adam? Well, I think it looks quite fun, but that's an ace arc dodger player. It it's an interesting. I mean, I, I again, I think it's quite interesting, but that's potentially people are going to hate playing against it. But it's quite a good use of the, you know, it's getting a lot of ships on the table. It, the Duke is really obnoxious. You can't possibly shoot all of them to strip all those evades off, and it looks really popular as well. Very popular. 251 players at Adepticon, and there were 13 of them who were running the three or four Sigmar lists. There were quite a few with three Sigmar and Vader, but I think there were there were 12 or so that were pure Sigmar lists. And somebody even took, uh, I think, Countdown with a Seismic instead of one of the, the straight four Sigmas, three crack shot, or sorry, three Duke, one crack shot lists. Yeah, I've seen that. That made the cut as well. That went five and one, that list. Yeah, nice. But if you look at the stats, of those 12 lists out of 250, there were six of them that made the top 32 cut. And statistically, it should have been something like one and a half. So that is saying to me that either all the very best players in Chicago decided that they would take four Phantoms, or that list is very much for real. And it is it is underpointed stroke, overpowered stroke, a very good piece of list selection by the players who decided to take it. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think compared to the, if it was Vader, Afterburners, and then three Imdars, it's it's interesting in a way that obviously the four Sigmas, they're, they're all at the same PS, so, uh, or initiative. And you can literally, I know like most, most of the games I watched, everyone's doing the same thing, but you can literally do so many different things with them in my eyes anyway. Not like I find many Imperials, but when I've played it, when I've played other people playing it, I didn't think it was that scary. But it appears that it actually is. <laughs> I mean, well, I think it may speak to the the different styles of play that you get in Europe and and the States. Choosing when to engage is it seems to be much more of a big deal over in the US than it is in Europe from the the games I've seen online and the sigmas just take that out because there are so many players who just want to hide in a corner for a bit and and force you to come to them and oh look i've got four uh three four three dice attacks i'm rolling 12 dice at you and you know my ships are reasonably nippy and they've all got an evade token so good luck shooting me especially at rage three and i think that that if people are doing that thing where they sort of do a pseudo castle in in one corner they can leverage the advantages of the the phantom at range three and then press hard for a a range one engagement the following turn on their own terms if people think they're going to take this list and get an auto win though i think they're going to be very disappointed very disappointed what i've flown of whisper she 
does it is only ultimately two green dice and and five health you know the the rule for killing vader is just shoot at him because they can't all be force results it's very much the same with the phantoms they only have two green two greens unless they're choosing to stay cloaked and the one token which they really need to keep to recloak so you're really not wanting to spend that evade token but the having the four of them is really nice the fact that you can pick which one so you're never blocking yourself with your decloak and them all having juke well three of them having juke sorry with the points change it can be pretty lethal i, I was mucking about with a ps4 imp list where i had like three interceptors and a defender for example and that that was pretty effective using the interceptors as blockers but this seems to have taken that and just been like i'm gonna do this and have horrible punch because juke ha ha ha, ha. Um, <laughs> yeah juke that, is brutal yeah just looking at your opponent going you didn't take a focus did you no you didn't no you didn't good counter to that would be force users maybe yeah absolutely um, potentially public might might be pretty good against it having that force to spend on on the fence and, and ultimately if you keep a focus you'll you'll be okay but making you spend it on defense is a benefit all of its own really isn't it yeah i can i can see that those those four sigmas may struggle against a list that is is running the republic force users although i think they're they're probably overcosted for what is effectively three suit to pay wings if you got the the three ether sprites into them they could make they could cause absolute havoc with the uh, with the phantoms ultimately then you just play a waiting game and stop you know play the we're not going to shoot each other game oh you've run out of force cool now I'm going to nail you. I suppose it depends, really. If you've got one of the Siths, for instance, taking hate and you're shooting at him, you're just going to keep giving him back the force for every attack that you shoot him with. Yeah, but then it's an infiltrator with one green dice. And they're going to be very susceptible to variants, though. <laughs> very susceptible, because they have target locks. None of them can take target lock. Well, yeah, but the, I think the, the answer to variants is how many of them did really well uh, in Chicago this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it was a pure variance list, you'd expect to see a much bigger spread. But actually, you have to really go down to the well into the three figures, uh, or rather, you can't go down well into the three figures to find people who didn't do well with it. You know, everybody right. who took it did all right, um, and that's a bit like the um, the triple skurg and Dre list. There was there was one player who uh, ended up going two and four. And, and one lad who, who finished 95th spot with three and three. But of the five people who took that list, three of them finished four and two, and obviously on the verge of cut. So that tells you something about that list, I guess, in that five people took it, and three of them managed to uh, finish in the, uh, the sort of top end of the competition, uh, only, only one game out of cut relevant to the end of the competition. And looking back to the, the Phantoms, they all did much better than that. And if you're looking for what is a good list, asking that question that has a thousand answers, then the answer is four phantoms on the basis of Chicago. Yeah. We haven't seen many extended, though, really, have we so far, especially here in the UK? I mean, we've not really seen much extended, not many extended results. Does that skew it a little bit? Do you reckon people have been so concentrated on hyperspace that they've just gone for a go-to with the four phantoms? Well, it's interesting how the calendar has turned very quickly from being all about extended to being all about hyperspace. And then we've got Milton Keynes in two weeks and then everyone's going to be on about extended again. 
and it, it's quite exciting to see the the pace of change on that. It's weird because it, it's not a list that's not been about, like you said. I mean, it, it did, like you said, it did well in January. You know, it, it it's done quite well. Is it because hyperspace has been about that we've not paid attention to it? Is that maybe why that all of a sudden it's come as a big like, whoa, what's going on? I think hyperspace has had a big impact on what people are playing and what they're thinking about. And and to an extent, the phantoms have come out of nowhere. But as you say, they, they did well in Glendale in January. So I don't think it's it's something that's just come out of the blue. I, I just think that it, it may be with the points changes and so on, they're now really starting to offer huge value for money and, and enable people to, to rack up the wins. And I also think that it is a list that draws quality players. If you don't know what you're doing and you try and take four phantoms, it won't take you two games to work out. You don't know what you're doing. Whereas if you do know what you're doing, you can see that those two games are useful practice and you've got something to build on. And they were there before. I think people potentially moved away from them because it said, you know, um, the points change putting Duke up meant that you couldn't have four all with Duke. And people went, oh, I can't have them all with Duke. I don't want them. And then obviously these this group of players have said, actually, if you just give one crack shot, just line it up and that'll be fine. Happy days. Right. Well, with that, we're almost done. Um, just want to point out, Sith Takers, we have got a new video up uh, online on our YouTube channel. Um, it's the unboxing video, but it's more than just an unboxing video. It's a bit of a talk about the, the cards that are in it and the use of the cards and things with Tom Reed and Matt Hill. We are going to be doing another one with the two multi-packs. So with the uh, Republic one and the Sis one. Check it out online subscribe and get a look and we'll hopefully have that new video in for you this week or maybe next so all that's left to say is goodbye from myself goodbye from adam goodbye and goodbye for this week's winner bob Ta-da. Right. thanks for listening see you next time <laughs>